Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. How are you doing? I'm all right, mate. Yeah, yeah uh, nervous. Yes, long, long, long time no speak. <laughs> and welcome all to Alan Hudson's World Cup Diary. We're going to be catching up with uh, the governor, Alan Hudson, throughout the World Cup, getting Alan's opinion. Yeah, you, Paul, you've missed something out. What's that, mate? You missed the word winter. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's a Winter World Cup. How are yeah. you feeling, firstly, about the Winter World Cup? Are you warming to it yet, Al? Well, I know Santa's got the ump, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think uh, I'm not. Oh, God, I'm one in many millions that feel that this is not the right thing to do. Uh, um, I think that I think the the most important thing that's come out of it, which uh, the most blatant thing that's come out of the the, the, the timing of this World Cup, is. Uh, I should know a little bit about this through missing the 70 World Cup through injury. Uh, now, I had about eight or ten weeks to get fit, and but my ankle was shot. Uh, but these latest players have got injuries that if it had been the summer, they would have made it. Yeah. Uh, if it had been if it had been a regular season and, and Blatter and Platini not earned all the money and all the people at the FIFA and youth FA got all their the money out of this being the Winter World Cup. Uh, players would have would have had the cup final in May. Players would have had a, a little rest for a month and then they would have had another two or three, four weeks to get ready for the World Cup. It was about six weeks after the last game of the season. Now they've only got about two weeks. Now, I read about Reese James the other day. He got injured. He, he's probably the best fullback in the country on, yeah. on current form. Uh, the kid's a fantastic player, uh, and I feel for him. Uh, but had it been a summer World Cup, he would have made it. But they never Me took too. these things. They, they, they when they arranged this, because there was so much, so many backhanders flying about. They were more worried about money than they were about the actual playing side. And uh, and I see a program on telly the other night about the the people that have been working on the stadiums and all that. They've been getting peanuts. Uh, no one's happy, uh, but no, none more so than people like Reese James. Uh, and they got the other kid, the Chelsea left back, done his hamstring. Now he would have been fit in time as well. So what he's done was he's made a bit of a mockery of it, Paul. Absolutely, but I do hear from many World Cup failures of the past, England have always maintained. Yeah, but if we played during the season, our players would be fit. We'd have a better chance of winning the World Cup. They've always wanted to have the cake and eat it, and you can't. The ideal time to play the World Cup is at the end of the season. You have a season, as you say. You have the FA Cup. You have your European tournaments. You have a little bit of a break, and then you go to the World Cup. I mean, they've been playing game after game after game events in all these tournaments, and they've played just as many games on top of each other now as we're going into the World Cup in November as what they would have if they'd have had the little break and uh, had the World Cup back in uh, in June, as we always did. But you're right, absolutely right, Al. It was all down to money. It was all down to the corruption of FIFA and UEFA and the FA and everybody that's had their little dirty paws into the pot. And I hear a lot of hypocrisy from certain former football players and journalists. We don't like this World Cup. It shouldn't be here. We absolutely disagree, but we'll go and we'll take their money. Well, do yeah, you know what? shut up. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. It's... um. You know, and what 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 was more outstanding than anything over the last two or three games? They they were saying about. I wonder if uh, certain players don't want to play. You know, because they, they don't want to get injured because of 
the World Cup's just around the corner, you know. And every time someone went down with uh, a, a slight any any where well, they throw themselves on the floor for nothing these days anyway, but. Every time someone went down and they they were saying, oh, we, he could be out of the World Cup, he could be out of the World Cup, but that's because he's just around the corner in in November, beginning of November to December. Now, people are usually having Christmas parties this time of the year, you know, it, it, not the World Cup. And I don't, it wasn't until really it hit me, hit me in the face this morning that I, I looked on my sporting life uh uh, calendar this morning, and next Sunday's the first game in Qatar. And I thought, yeah. I thought it was a friendly, but it's got the World Cup there, and it just seems it just it just doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem what we doing playing the World Cup in November in in such a place like that. You know, uh, it no good for the fans. The, the fans, uh, you know, the real football fans probably can't afford to go anyway. No. Uh, it's going to be most of it's going to be corporate. Uh, it's it's just it's just a it's a plastic World Cup for me, and I think it's been it's being played in a plastic place. I've been to Dubai, which is similar. Uh, it's all plastic. It's man-made, uh, and they're doing it. They're they're doing it in the hope of football for the future. I don't think so. No, I don't. Because Football would never take off in Qatar. Uh, I mean, football's well on its face all around the world because of what, the money that's in the Premier League now. All the leagues are folding. You know, there, there's no decent. I mean, if Man City don't win the European Cup this year, well, they'll never win it. Yeah. You know, that's how bad they are around the world. Real Madrid couldn't believe their luck last year that they won it. You know, they were knocked out three three games in a row and they still won it. And, uh, you know, it's, if Man City don't win it this year, then Pep Guardiola can, might as well pack his bags. Absolutely. The the rise of the Premier League has been to the detriment of, of the leagues. But uh, can we play cricket instead of uh, football in the, in this World Cup? Because we have won some World Cups in cricket. Well, 2020 in the shortened game. Unbelievable. Well, I'm a, I'm a, I love my cricket and I, I, was, I, I love playing cricket and I love... You know, I was a big Yorkshire fan as a kid. I, I, I see uh, Bearstow at the races yesterday and he had a big beam over his face. We missed him out there. I mean, I, I think the most important thing that hasn't been mentioned is uh, going back to the ladies, the, the girls and the fantastic coach they got in the, the in the women's football. And I was, the last two games, the semi-final and the final was so impressive and 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 it kind of carried on to the cricket that they got the different mentality than yeah. Southgate. Yes. They they go out to they actually go out to to win the game. Yeah, they do. I mean that partnership the other day in the semi final, the two the opening batsmen, they didn't lose a wicket, yeah. but got the hundred and eighty runs or something with no wickets fallen. Just tells you that this you know the mentality of the cricket now. It's, if we had that in football and we played all our best players, which, which has been going on for so many years now that we we are so anti our best players, and in cricket they got the complete opposite take on it. Yeah. They want all their best players. They had they batted the other day, and they had 120 on the board for no loss, and they put up the batsmen who were going to follow, but they knowing that them batsmen weren't going to get in because these two weren't going to get out. And it was so exciting because it was so positive. And but when we when we played Italy at Wembley, it was so negative. The whole, you know, we went one nil. I was in a casino with Don Shanks and everybody jumped up in the air after three or four minutes. We'd gone one nil up and we went... Well, if we don't win this now, you know he's going to lay the lay the skeleton and the rest there, you know. And then all of a sudden, it was hold on to it and let's win one nil. Well, if they'd have been like the cricketers and said, "Let's not get out, let's get let's get the runs together," because every time they walked together to the middle of the wicket, they said, "Let's let's take this to them, you know, let's give it them and let's put them in their right place." And that's what we should have done to Italy in the Euros, and we didn't. We the the all for, the manager has just drummed into them to be negative and hold on to a one nil win. Well, that don't ever win anything. 
Absolutely. You know, Ferg, Ferg, Ferguson, imagine I wouldn't have, you know, he never won all them trophies for going to play for 1-0. Never, ever. Not with Cantona and players like that, Teddy Sheringham and these kind of players, you know. They were all, he always went for the best players and and and, and the best players, you know, the, the, the most exciting players and they... They they were just so. That was why Alex Ferguson was so successful, and now all of a sudden they're making Southgate successful when he ain't done nothing. No, no, they were going to. They were going to build yeah. a statue, wasn't they, outside Wembley uh, well, of Southgate's yeah, that, glorious failures? Well, uh, yeah, I mean they built. I mean I used to be a Fulham supporter, and when he built built the one of Michael Jackson outside, you know, just about. You know, it just about summed it all up, you know. Where, where's the game going? You know, Michael Jackson outside Craven Cottage and go Saturday outside South Kent Station, I suppose, something like that. Absolutely but, crazy. But let's yeah, let's pay tribute while we're on the cricket before we move on to the football to David English, who sadly passed away uh, this week. You knew David. You actually opened the batting with David, and I'd like you to re call that story because it's a fabulous story and how you got involved in there I think it was through um your mutual friend uh, Chrissy Garland wasn't it yeah my great friend Chris who bless him he's not very well he's uh he hasn't been well he, he had uh Parkinson's for years and he's he's in a bad state now uh always kind of we've always been great mates and you know he used to be uh, very good friends with Viv Richards yeah. and uh, the great, 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 great Viv Richards, you know, who's probably as good a cricket as ever lived. And uh, Chris introduced me to Viv and we liked all the good things in life and it, it, it kind of inspires you and makes you think that you were right in being, you know, the way I, I spent my career and enjoying myself and off the field and loving the game on the field. Viv is exactly the same. I mean, this fella lives life to the full, and when he goes to the wicket, he lives. He he does exactly the same thing. And uh, this particular, we we played in a game down in Leamington Spa, I think it was, and uh, Viv kindly said he'd come along, and I knew Viv through Chrissy, and we was having a drink before we were out to play this game, and um, David English is sitting opposite me and Viv, Viv is coming in the dressing room and he's gone uh, right um, who's who's batting where I, I said I'll open Viv he went well done Al well done that's good we got one open so David David went well if you're opening Al that'll do for me so Viv went very good I like that he said that's positive thinking We Hudson and English you're opening and then the others just fell into place after that so we walked out we got our pads on and Whatever, we're walking across to the wicket and David looked at me and he started laughing. He went, what was all that about you? About you? I said, I'm taking first ball, Dave. I said, don't you worry. You just you just wait up the other end and watch and just stay in for two or three overs and we'll just settle down, see how they bowl us and then we'll, we'll work this one out. And he stood at the other end and this fella come in to bowl at me. I tried to hit him out of the ground the first ball and missed it. <laughs> come up with the second ball, bowled at me. I tried to hit him out of the ground again and missed it. So the third ball, I, I hit it and I didn't walk. because I was. And then the fourth one, I, I, I took another long swipe in. I, I clipped it anyway. To, I'm out. The fourth ball, I've gone out. And I've, as I'm walking away, I've looked at David and he's leaning on his back and he's shaking his head in horror. He was in complete horror. He says, he must have a split personality, that. <laughs> but he was a great, great fella. David was a great fella. He was he was really great. And he could, when he got out, he'd come in and he, he just threw his back on the floor and he said, you, he said, you're, you're a disaster. I said, well, you're not with the beaches now, mate. <laughs> yeah, great, great. He's a great fellow, David. He, I was very sad to hear that he'd passed away. Yeah, terribly. Had a massive heart attack, sadly. Uh, age 76. So, yeah. so very young. Um, let's move on to the football. Uh, Gareth Safegate, because we don't call him South, we call him Safegate, has picked his, uh, his 26. It used to be 23, but it's 26 now. I don't know why, don't ask. Um, but 
on a match day squad, you can still only name 23. So on any game, he's got to leave three out from sitting on a bench because obviously there's only 11 that can play. Um, what would your 11 be to start the game against Iran, Al? We're playing on the 21st of, of November. Um, and we're playing at one o'clock in the afternoon. America uh, coached, one of the coaches of the American team is your second. Uh, Aldis, your middle lad, Anthony, is out there. who take on Wales at seven o'clock on that evening. So we won't just be following England. We will be following Anthony and hoping that that dog's still wearing his medal. Well, yeah, I mean, I... Uh... I've no doubt that the the second game is much more important to me than the first one because yeah, yeah. Uh, I could tell you exactly how England are going to play the first game. It will be uh, Declan Rice and 10 others, that's for sure. Declan mm-hmm. will be the first one on the team sheet and then there'll be another defender in midfield with him. Uh, Harry, Kane, Harry Kane will be there, obviously, for obvious reasons. Uh, I don't... I, I've... I think we have a problem. I think a lot of the problem we have with Southgate is that our defend our central defenders are that. I, I can think I can say poor that mm. they have to be surrounded by about six or seven people, you know, yeah. because of the mistakes. I mean, uh, Eric Dyer made a mistake last week uh, yeah. at Tottenham at home with a header. And we used to call people like that with uh, the headed ball like that. They used to say he's got a frockney bit, frockney bit head. Remember the frockney bit yeah, from that about? Do, yeah, they had I, so many sides to him, yeah, you know. And did, I thought yeah. of the, I thought of the old frockney bit when he, when he headed the ball, and it was kind of, I thought of 1975 playing against Beckenbauer, and I thought of Bobby Moore, and I thought of all the great players, and and here we are talking about we're going to win the World Cup with that kind of quality in it, or lack of quality in the team. Uh, I just I just don't see it. And uh, Harry Kane said this morning, you know, that we can talk about winning it, you know. Well, how can we win the World Cup if we couldn't beat Italy two years ago in the, in the Euros at Wembley, not in Qatar, at Wembley? Absolutely. So, how can we win it when we got such a poor defence? Um, yeah, I mean, if you've got yeah. a defence like that, you're going down, ain't you? Um, let's hope that you've got a decent barrister. But what? Yeah. Who, would, who, <laughs> <laughs> who would you play in goal um, out of the three? Or would you take another goalkeeper? We've got Pickford, Pope and Ramsdale. What one would you choose out of those three to be your goal? Well, without, without a doubt, Pope is uh, my, my choice. I think... Uh... The year he had it, Burnley, when uh, he was tremendous. So he's a tremendous goalkeeper. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, I've got a problem with the Everton goalkeeper. He he, he makes he, he makes some tremendous saves and everything else. But he reminds me too much of Peter Shilton. He he's waving his arms and screaming and screaming and hollering. If someone's got to say to him, calm down a little yeah. bit. You know, uh, a goalkeeper has to understand that. He's a goalkeeper. He's there for a certain reason. You're not supposed to tell players. You know, I think a lot to, to do with this, Paul, is obviously uh, since Pep Guardiola has uh, brought in, goalkeepers must play. You know, and now all of a sudden they think they're footballers. Well, they're not footballers. They're goalkeepers. Yeah. We have ten go- We have ten footballers and a goalkeeper. You know, uh I wouldn't. I would never in twenty odd years playing football at the top level. I would never, ever, ever disrespect a goalkeeper enough to tell him how to save a ball, or punch a ball, or whatever. Because I'm, I couldn't play in goal, and it's the same with them. They can't play football. Yeah. If they could play football, they wouldn't be in goal. Absolutely. You know, when we were, remember when we were kids and the last one would put in goal. Yeah, absolutely. You, yeah. You pick if there was if you had a six aside or seven aside in the street, you know the last player would go in goal because that that means he couldn't really win that good. Yeah. So that's why goalkeepers are goalkeepers because they can't play football. 
And uh, and every club I've been at, that when we've had five asides on a Friday and they they played out on the field, you can see why they're goalkeepers <laughs> because they're no good with their feet. Exactly, and this is what amazes me when they say goalkeeper must a modern day goalkeeper must be able to pass the ball with his feet. Well. I've never seen Rubbish. a goalkeeper pass it with their hands. But Rubbish. for me, a goalkeeper must be able to save the ball and forget about passing the ball out with his feet. I mean, it's stupid to the extreme to pick a goalkeeper because he's got a better kicking ability than another goalkeeper who's got better handling, makes better saves, makes better judgments, and he's a much calmer character. But again, well, it's the modern game. It's Barman. Yeah, yeah. And I think in recent times, going back to Ferguson, you know, um, and the Barney, I'd see the good interview that um, uh, Schmeichel, uh, when he when he going to get rid of Schmeichel, you know, and he knew he couldn't back down on his word, Ferguson, when he said, I'm going to get rid of you. But he was a perfect example, Schmeichel, of, uh, I mean, he would throw the ball out to... Yeah people on the halfway line and put them Manchester United on the attack yeah. he would never think about playing a one-two or knocking it to a full-back and getting it back because he knew he, that weren't his game his game was all about he was a big fella he was a fantastic goalkeeper fantastic presence you know he's one of those that you don't want to go through one-on-one with he's one of those you want behind you in your goal Absolutely. you know and 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 he he just would never dream about passing passing the ball out or dribbling or doing a kind of Johan Cruyff, you know, turn on it. And these goalkeepers today are just making a mockery of goalkeepers. You know, it's um, you know, if if you're a goalkeeper, you got to try and be the best you can. It's shops stop saving, uh, and they're not doing that now. They're you know this thing with uh, trying to play football is beyond me i just don't get it i don't get it one bit and i i'm being a gambler as well you know i think when it goes back to my goalkeeper i'm thinking oh don't please don't do that you know pick it up pick it up don't try and play football and that's what goes on today the modern game is is gone nutty in in that respect i mean uh and that's why i like i like pope because Pope gets on with the game. He does his job. It's a great shot. He, I mean, he, he comes out. He goes, he's brave as a lion. Not that the Everton goalkeeper's not, but I think he gets uh, very, very overexcited and starts screaming and hollering. And I don't like people to point the finger. Uh, Shilton was a little bit like that. I didn't like that in his game. Uh, I played with a great Pat Jennings at Arsenal, and he was the exa- greatest example of a goalkeeper being a goalkeeper. Pat would just get on with his job. He had hands like shovels. He'd come and catch it. He'll come and, and then he wouldn't be so calm. Now, he was calm. His back four was calm. Yep. And uh, that's the art of being, that's, that's the art of a great goalkeeper. Not trying to play football with your back four and say, I want to be one of you four or one of your back five as they become. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, you're not a footballer. And uh, I don't know, I, mean, I don't know if Guardiola has done the right thing introducing this or he laughs about it and think he, he might be a comedian. I don't know, but to, to try and to try and bring goalkeepers into playing football is a no, no. Absolutely. And you're right about Schmeichel. They always used to say Schmeichel had one of the longest throws in the Premier League. He could throw it over the halfway line, but Seaman had a longer throw because he could throw it over Mars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I remember, yeah, I, I remember it's been that long since uh, I remember that in the 60s I remember as a kid that, that can you remember who scored the two goals goalkeepers from goal kicks yeah from, Pat, from, Pat, uh, Pat Jennings and uh, Alex Stepney didn't they yeah absolutely absolutely mm-hmm. now that's playing with your feet absolutely get it if you're gonna if you're gonna play with your feet have a go at goal. Yeah, don't, uh, yeah and I, I'm not all, I'm not for goalkeepers just smacking it out there like that. But that's just the way it was in them days. They so both they were very, uh, very much the same goals, weren't they? To skid it off yeah, the turf and yeah. bounce over it. And I see one of them is Stoke uh, about ten years ago. Uh, 
goalkeeper kicked it out and got to the goalkeeper at the other end weren't watching him all went over his head but that was something you, know, you expect that in the in the lower league but uh, no it's um yeah I, I think Nick Pope is 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 a man for me uh, defenders, what uh, what would your back line be? Or would you play three at the back? Would you play four at the back? And let's just briefly talk about uh, Tamori not going. Um, and, and Smalling as well, apparently, has had a good time in Italy, not even in contention. Is there another centre-half that you would identify and think, I'd have him in my squad and I'd have him starting? Well, it's... Um, I've got to be fair. I... Um... Oh, I see them get tore apart the other night, Everton by Bournemouth, you know, and yeah. uh, uh, Frank reckons that they've made a fantastic difference, Cody and uh, Tarkowski. Uh, I wish that they're good signings, but it just goes to show it. You know, you can't rely on two defenders. You've got to have a, you've got to have a team who can keep the ball and hold the ball. But... Uh, uh, I'm quite, I'm quite a big fan of both them players. I, I think they're, they're decent centre halves, but I think their days are numbered. You know, we got, you know, uh, I was around with the likes of Colin Todd. You know, quality class players at the back. I mean, the Bobby Moores. There's no Bobby Moores about anymore. Are they, they're all. They're, there's no. I mean, uh, you look at Maguire and and Dyer at the back, and you think. You know, maybe maybe, the, maybe if you had a Sunday team, yeah. you know, a pub team, they'd be outstanding. Maybe, I don't know, but they're definitely not international players for me. Uh, and he's basing his, he's, he's put his trust in these kind of people. He's had a nightmare for Manchester United, Maguire. He's been in and out of the side. He, he come back in the other day Uh and he was on telly after saying he's such an honour and everything else. Well, they had their chance in the Euros to win it. Uh, and that was when he should have sorted out his best team. And he hasn't done that. Mm. And and he's going to stick with it. And the word is he's going to stick with the old guard, the one that done him so proud in the Euros. Well, I don't think they did do the country no. proud. I think they had the most incredible draw. They had the easiest draw and they had the easiest run through. And more importantly, they were at Wembley. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, who would your back four be? I'm guessing you're going to go four instead of a, a back five, or it's up to you. You're the manager. Well, of, it's, you're England uh, manager, I, if only. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I think it's a, a terrible setback. Um, uh, the kid at Chelsea I just mentioned, Rhys James. Um, yeah. Obviously, the kid at Liverpool, uh, if he's back to his best form, uh, the right back, he must play if if he's regained his form. I know most of the Liverpool players have been a bit off colour. Uh, the only good thing about that, you can say, well, Van Dijk hasn't been himself and he's playing for Holland. So, that you know, that's a bit of something in our favour. But um, defensively, uh, I don't really... It's got to be... Alexander Arnold is his name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd have to, I'd have to put Connor Cody centre half because he's very reliable. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really can't think of a centre half to go alongside him at, at the moment. I know um, if you're looking at the at the actual squad. For me, I think it's. Um, I would put someone like Declan Rice centre half, yeah, out the way, you know, out the way of midfield. Um, obviously, if Luke Shaw's fit, I think it, uh, fit Luke Shaw uh, has got to play only because we've got injuries. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking at the squad in front of me now, and I'm running through the, the squad, and I suppose Trippier's had a fantastic time at Newcastle. Of, Recently, yeah, um, you you could play you could play the pair of them. Mm-hmm. Trippier used to play foot. I think he used to play left back, and yeah, he's yeah, a I decent fullback. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I I don't think that's our problem, Paul. At the moment, I think mm. it's when we get the ball in their half. Um, are we going to keep passing it backwards? Yeah. You know, and I, I think in Qatar, I know it's going to be hot and everything else, but uh, 
again, you know, you can only keep passing it back so long. And then, and again, it, 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 I see a game the other night and they were passing it back and it, from a corner, it went straight back to the goalkeeper. So I don't know what coaches are, uh, are doing these days. You know, it's just, it's unheard of, you know. Uh, we are- Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. So negative, and English football has become that way. Absolutely. I think um, Ben White's been having a decent season and uh, John Stones has for uh, Arsenal and Man City respectively. But both of them have been playing at right back rather than playing at centre half. So um, I've always thought that Declan Rice is a better or will be a better central defender than he would be as a central midfield player. I've never got the loving with Declan Rice, if I'm absolutely honest. And he did start as a kid at Chelsea at centre-half. So yeah. I, I would be looking at putting Declan Rice at the back at centre-half. And I think playing with Connor Cody, I think he'd have a, a tremendous player to, uh, to to play alongside. Midfield, yeah. how are you going to line up in midfield? Because, you know, I, I hear so many people expressing opinions on midfield and this is how I play midfield and I'm thinking mate you've never kicked a ball in anger I've looked at you have absolutely got no chance I've ever played football I've I've seen you <laughs> don't you know you shouldn't really judge your book by a cover but you look at these so-called commentators these media people that have never played football and are, and are trying to be some kind of expert in a certain area you are an expert in that area because you are and I've put it on recently on Facebook and I've put it on there uh, historically as well the most gifted Englishman of my lifetime, Alan Hudson. You, were the, you Tony Curry and, and Alan Ball would have been the three that I would have built the 70s England team around. But there you go. So what would you do if you were Alan Hudson is the England manager? How would you line up that midfield? Well, I, I, I must be honest that um, he surprised me by picking Madison. Uh but the way he played in his last televised game, think it clinched his uh, clinched the deal, mm-hmm. and he seems to be the, the the most informed midfield player at the moment. He seems to have got so much confidence, and I love the way when he when they interviewed him and they said about going to the World Cup, and he and he said, "I'm I'm playing at a team at the bottom of the league, and I've never enjoyed my football so much." Yeah. Uh, and that's that's great. That's such a credit to him, and he and he, he and he's doing the you know he's doing the business for them. And he, I said the other day when they they went away and played, I, I said you can only back them because of Madison, and and he goes and scores inside ten minutes. And that's a that's a kind of player that you got to be looking for now because them creative players in midfield, you know, it's going to be a tight it's going to be a tight World Cup. Not going to be many goals over there, I don't mm. think. Uh, and you, so you got to be looking for someone like Madison in midfield. Where do you play Grealish? Will he play? He won't play him, I don't think. But if no, you I do, I would, I would. I would play him. I would play him alongside Madison. And they, uh, they're two players that that must be in the side. Um, you know, they because they they've got creation and. I yeah, I just can't see them getting picked because of what happened. You know, he's asked for a new contract after what happened against Italy. I just can't get that game out of my mind where mm. we was just 
going sideways and backwards, and that's going to be the theme of our game over there. Don't anyone that thinks that England will go over there to try to win it are kidding themselves because it's it's it ain't going to be that way. Uh, if we go through the group, it will be you know one nil, one nil, nil nil, something like that. Uh, I don't know, haven't seen Iran play too, but they won't be no pushovers uh, because going to a World Cup is like going to a war to them. Yeah, uh, playing America and all, isn't it? Yes, and you know the states, as as the American, the the Leeds manager said the other day, you know there's no bigger um, game than the for the Americans to to, to play the English. Uh, that that will be one hell of a game. Uh, I think the Americans will know how to disrupt us. Yeah, uh, I don't think they're. I've seen better American teams over the years when they used to beat us and quite occasionally. Yeah, dude. Uh, mm. um, and <laughs> the strangest thing with Wales are, you know, Gareth Bow is not the Gareth Bow of old and he's gone away and won all them championships, uh, Champions Leagues. Um, and they rate him so highly. He's got the Ballon d'Or this year, that year. But if he was English, he wouldn't get any England team. <laughs> no, that's, that's, <laughs> that was the amazing thing. You, we, we, we would be playing for Wales, but had he been English, you know, I can hear the commentators now before the game. The England say we got to keep an, an eye on Gareth Bale. You know, you know, cutting close him down. This, that, and the other. But saying he's world class and all that. But had he been English. If he'd have been in the squad, he'd have, he'd have been lucky, really. He mm. certainly would. The way that Southgate names his team and lines his team up, because um, I mean Gareth Bale. I mean he's a. I suppose he, he started off as a as a winger. He's played left back, hasn't he, for Southampton when he was a kid. But now he's pretty much down the middle as a as a number nine. And uh, Harry Kane's got that shirt. No one's going to get that off Harry. Well, Gareth is the manager. So you, you, you're spot on there. So we've got two picks in midfield, Grealish and Madison. I would play them both as midfield players um, because I think that, that they are midfield players. I don't like Southgate when they play him on that left-sided winger role, if you like. And I keep hearing people saying, he's a winger, he's a winger. No, we've only got two wingers in this squad. Saka is a winger and Sterling is a winger. And then we've got Rashford, who actually don't know what he is. But you said and you identified it a few years ago, as long as he's got an hole up his backside, he'll never be a central striker. And he's better coming off from a wide position than a central position. So, uh, but, But again, I prefer Jack getting on the ball in the middle of the park, where he can run at teams, where he can hurt them and put killer balls through to players. Because Jack is more of a creator than a goal taker. And we've been saying this for years, but people just don't listen. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I think Grealish, I think Grealish has got to play uh, in central with Madison. I, I like Saka. Um, yeah. He's one. He's one of the. I, I mean, Sterling hasn't been the same player since he went to Chelsea. He looks old and quite ordinary at Chelsea. Uh, it just goes to show when you play for Manchester City how how much your game rises and playing with better players, if that's probably what it is. But Saka at Arsenal, um, they're having a good time. They're on the crest of a wave. I think he's a good player. This kid. Yeah. Uh, but I think the manager is holding him back. I think he, I was disappointed the other night when they played and he he, he kept passing it back and passing it back when he should be taking the ball back on because mm. he has the ability to do that and beat him. You know, like the like the lad at Wolves who's strong and powerful and all that. Although this kid's not that powerful, he has a, the great Brian. technique to beat yeah. people. Uh, and I like him. Uh, and if I was going to play... Uh, Unlike with Man City, if I was going to play the other lad, I'd have to play him out wide. Bowden. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he plays... I think he's got it wrong in Man City. He should have Grealish inside and Foden out wide. I agree. Because um, Foden's more of that type of player. And he's he's got he's an un- unbelievable athlete. Uh, so there's nothing to stop him going the, the way he goes forward. And I think that with Foden on one side, 
Saka on the other. Sterling just can't possibly play the, the form he's in at Chelsea. He's awful. I mean, they. I'm surprised he hasn't been shot, to say the truth. They, 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 they can't, can't stand him at Chelsea, mate. Yeah, he, he, he just hasn't hasn't turned any trees there. And they were all wondering, you know, he's not the same player. And it just goes to show why he has, you know, Guardiola don't let talent like that go unless there's a problem. Absolutely. So we've got Madison Grealish uh, centrally. We've got Foden and Saka coming from uh, wide positions. Are you playing one up front or two up front, or are you going to have another midfield player? Uh, so we're playing a four-three-three. Um, no, or, or... I, I would, I would, I would go with the. Uh, I would. I'm a, I'm a great believer in the old four-two-four. Yeah. And when you and when you lose a ball, you know the two wingers come back and you know do their job. Yeah. Uh, I would, I, I would take a chance with Callum Wilson. Uh, up front with I think he would be a great uh, folly for uh, Harry Kane yeah playing off him uh, the, the the way he plays Harry as well when he drops deep Wilson goes in behind and he's that kind of player uh, and he's a quality player Wilson he's, he's a good he's player coming, yeah if he, had, if he hadn't got the bad injuries I think uh, you know he, he would almost have nailed his place but he's gone to Newcastle and they're on a crest of a wave, and he's his confidence will be sky high. So they're the kind of players you need going into a World Cup. Um, it's a, going back to '66. You know, it was a little bit like when the penny drops, something happens. Jimmy Greaves gets injured, and Jeff First was in good form, and he come in, and and, and he, you know, the underdog steals the day. But and, and that's a little bit like this now. You got you got to pick the people in form. Absolutely, I think that's all you can do. I mean, I've heard, I mean, again, you listen to the media, well, he's never let England down. And you're thinking, that was two, three, four years ago. How far back are you going to go? You can only play players that are in form now and are good enough now. And and forget what you've done three or four years ago in an England kit. It's what you're going to do in Qatar. A player I thought was very unlucky to be left out, uh, Ivan Tony. What's your take on Ivan? Would you have found a position for him? We've 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 mentioned all the defenders, um, the midfield players that he got. Belly, Jude Bellingham is uh, another midfield player who he absolutely loves. I think he's a decent player, but I don't get the loving with Bellingham like I don't get the be- the, the loving with Declan Rice. Uh, Connor Gallagher, I think Jordan Henderson is very lucky to go. Uh, uh, Calvin Phillips, I think, is very lucky to go as well. I think he's only played something like 15 minutes of, of Premier League football this season. Um, Mason Mount, um, again, another one of uh, Gather Southgate's boys who he loves to pick, but hasn't been having the best of times at Chelsea. Although I do like Mason Mount. I am quite a fan of Mason. I think he's a very good footballer. And again, I think Mason is a midfield player. I don't think he's a forward. I think I, I, when I first seen that Mason Man, I thought this kid is going to be something else. You know, he's uh, he's so he's got so much energy, and uh, I'd love to I'd love to coach him. I'd love to get hold of him and slowed him down a little bit and said, look, you're you're using too much energy up in certain certain areas because you have the ability to 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 actually do good things on the ball and around their box. He can play football. He's a he's a he's a much better player than what the what he's showing at Chelsea at the moment. Yeah. Because everything's so hurried up at Chelsea. Yeah. You know, and they they seem very uh lopsided. Um I don't think there's certain players they can't find a position for and this uh, I, I'm still trying to come to terms with the number 10. I still don't know. When they talk about the number 10, I don't get that what, what that means. Mm. Uh, and then they, someone even come out the other day and said, I would play him in the number eight role. Now, I don't know what that means. It's like, if, if we gone to love, it's like playing a game of chess here, you know. Uh, you know, the, the number 10 role was like, we used to say the deep line center of the Teddy Sheridan was maybe one of the best players we've ever had. The quality of that fella, you know, he he could do it inside the box, outside the box, and he dropped deep. And I think that's a little bit of the way Harry Kane has tried to adopt that kind of role. But Sheringham was 
tailor made for it. Yeah, I watched him at Millwall as a kid and see all his moves and done it at every level and even international level. He, he's probably been one of the great, great English players of all time. Uh, and to think that he played at the Premier League when he was 40 and yeah. still kept it, you know, it was quite unbelievable. And so that's the kind of quality we're looking for. But uh, I don't think if you and I sat in a room with Southgate, we would be talking about the same game. No, I don't think we would. Um, Tony, uh, would you have taken him or or would you not? I know that he was named in uh, squads, as was Tamori, and we've spoken about this. What's the point in picking a player for a friendly not play him in the said friendly and then doesn't pick either for the squad. So if you weren't going to pick him for the squad, why did he pick him for the friendly? What's the actual point? And I think that's the problem with Safegate. He makes it up as he goes along. I don't think he's got a plan of action. I don't. I mean, he's always said he plays players that are in form and clearly he doesn't. I mean, he'll say they've got to play in the Premier League before they play and clearly they didn't. So... He's opened his mouth on so many instances and shot himself in the foot. And just as you know that football is beautiful and, and the script is already written. So when he gets left out of the squad, you know he's going to score a brace and Brentford are going to beat Man City. It's just it's, <laughs> it's just as it happens. And Southgate must have been sitting there thinking, oh, my days, what's happened now? <laughs> well, no one. The camera never went on Southgate then. You know, the egg would have been running right down his face right on the all over his shirt, wouldn't it? You know, oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the, 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 there's there's certain players that come on, you know, like Callum Wilson, who you know he's come back from a bad injury. Ivan Tony, I had the ump with him because he let me down on a bet against uh, Wolves the other week. He kept slipping over, and I thought, well, you go out and change your boots, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then he's bounced back and done that. It, it, probably the toughest place to do it at, at the head he had and scored two great goals and, and put an all-round good performance in. When he gets it, when he puts his mind to it, the fella's a real good player, you know, and uh, I think Harry might have been, you know, a little bit worried at one time if he was going to, you know, if he'd kept my, if he was a little, if he'd done a little bit more, uh, had a little bit more experience at that level, I think Harry could have been thinking, oh, he's going to take my place here. Because he's fearless, the lad, mm. and uh, he's full of confidence. Um, he must have been absolutely choked more than anybody not to be going. And the way he bounced back and to get the two goals, a lot of players would have been fretting, you know, uh, and have been sulking. And, and fair play to the Brentford manager to get that out of him on Saturday. I mean, it was fantastic. And he was kind of walking about in bewilderment. He was crying after the game and it weren't crying because he scored two goals against Man City. He was crying because he weren't going to Qatar, I think. Absolutely. And given the fact that you can take 26 and not 23 in this squad for this World Cup, I was absolutely amazed that um, that Tony didn't go. Scored well, so please, many goals. Please. Well, yeah, the experience, the experience Goals. alone, you should, you yeah. should have took him. You know, uh, even if you're not gonna, even if you're not gonna play him, you say, look, you're, you're number two to Harry Kane or whatever, in, in case anything happens to Harry, whatever, you know. But you take him for the experience because you know there's another Euro two year down the line. This fellow's, he's an up and coming. I know he's, he's no kid, but he's, he's what he's done in his short short space of time in the Premier League, league is incredible on, in, in a team like that. Absolutely. You know, he's thrown this, Thomas Frank has thrown a team together and they're a good side, you know. Uh, it's a credit to him, mate. And and unbelievable, really, Ivan Tony, what he's done. I, I see him play in a, mm. in a match which really... Uh, Went up. He really went up my estimation when Brentford played in a League Cup tight Stoke City last year, and he and he dropped. He he made about nine changes and left Ivan Tony in the Brentford team that went to the Britannia Stadium, and and Stoke is not an easy place to go at, and he just simply tore them apart on his own. Mm. Uh, and the, the, what I loved about him, he, he was an he was. A, a great example for younger players, the way he conducted himself and everything else. I, I, I like it because he, 
you know, they've got this thing going on at the moment, you know, taking to bow to the knee and all this, and that that should be that should be knocked on the head, you know, because he he's one of those lads. He he's got so much confidence, and I'm I'm talking about if he was white, I don't know. Are we? Why why is he not picked him? I don't, I just just don't understand because he's banging form. I just think um, he hasn't picked him because Gareth Southgate couldn't pick his nose, to be quite truthful. Um, and I well, think we know that's he, the only reason. He we likes know he don't. If, if Ivan Tony was a right back and he was playing for Man City, he's in the team. He's a centre well, forward and he plays at Brentford. And for me, that's the only reason. And I look at the squad, Al, and I know that he's, he said, I've got eight forwards. Foden, Madison, Rashford, Grealish, Sterling, Wilson, Kane and Saka. And I'm going, now you went, mate. You've got two forwards. You've yeah. got Kane and you've got Wilson. The others yeah. are wide players or midfield players. You've got two forwards. Harry, if Harry Kane pulls a muscle in the first game or the second game, and Callum Wilson hasn't, you know, unfortunately, he has had a number of injuries. And I think that both of them, Wilson and Kane, I think will play ideal together because I think they complement each other. And I think that you could put Ivan Tony up there with either. I think he'd be more of a match with Wilson than Kane because I think he's quite similar. He likes to drop deep and get the ball like Kane does, whereas Wilson likes to play on that last man bang and it's in the back of the net. But yeah. but, but I do think that if England go into this tournament, and we are going to go into this tournament, Believing that we've got eight central strikers or eight forwards where we've only got two, if one or two of them get injured, we've actually got no real recognised centre forward. We've got to rely on Rashford. Well, I think that might that might suit Southgate. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If we've got no forwards, you know, then he got... Sticking right got, back up there. <laughs> got the perfect scenario for Harry Maguire centre forward, I think. You know? Yeah, he's... Ten hard done it in Europe, didn't he? I wonder if Gareth was watching that and thought that's another reason that I ain't having Ivan Tony because I've got my secret weapon, slabhead to stick on up top for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like Dave Bassett. Well, not Dave Bassett. Who was it? The uh, Mike Bassett, England team manager. It's about yeah. as flipping organisers, Mike Bassett, isn't it? And, and yeah. uh, what's it? Uh, oh, Brad as his assistant manager. I think that'd be a better team than what we've got here, dumb and bloody dumb. And that's Steve, what well, his name, Holland and Gareth Southgate, my word. 26 and he's still only got two real, real central strikers, what I would call out-and-out goal scorers, down the middle, back-of-the-net merchants. But but yeah. but there you yeah. go, well. There yeah. you go. So your team then, uh, looking back at it, you've got Pope in goal, Alexander and Arnold, uh, Alexander Arnold and Luke Shaw, uh, the uh, the two fullbacks. You're playing Rice at centre half alongside Connor Cody, <clears throat> Jack Grealish and James Madison play central midfield with Foden and Saka wide, and down the middle we've got Callum Wilson and we've got uh, Harry Kane. What a balanced team! And I think that well, team uh, yeah. will give anybody a decent game. I think so. I think uh, I think both fullbacks are attack-minded. They they're both good on the ball. They they're great great te- technical players. Mm. Uh, you nobody's got more ability than Madison and Grealish in the league. Yep. Uh, the two wide players Foden will give you a different kind of problem. Than, he's more of a winger than what Jack is. Jack yep. is not a winger. Uh, he's I love Jack when he just goes wherever he wants to go and. Uh, it's it's quite simple with him and Madison because they say between them, you go when you go, I hold, and when I go, you hold, or they go together, and some then the, the little sacker drops in or whatever, you know. It's yeah. it, it's 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 like the way Manchester City play; they haven't got positions really. Uh, you know, they've got so many players who can they're comfortable wherever they go up front and. That's the way I see Madison and Grealish. You know, they can go anywhere along the front line and cause cause havoc. Uh, and that's what we need to do. You know, we need to go into this World Cup and and try and you know get as many goals as we can, rather than stop conceding goals. You know, uh, and that's all he feel, that's all he thinks about. 
that's all he thinks about at all is, is clean sheets. It's clean sheet mentality, you know. Worse than my uh, missus, mate, think about clean sheets. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm the same. I've got a laundry on my on my, my corner here. Pass it every day. I think about Gary Southgate. <laughs> Clean sheet. Absolutely. So that's a, that's a team for Iran. Then we've got America. We will uh, talk well, about that's that. A big one. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, the biggie. And then Wales. But the uh, the first game is on the twenty first, and then it's Friday the um, the twenty fifth. Playing America on Thanksgiving's Day—that's going to be a real Fireworks. big ask, in it? Because that is America's like. What, what would you say is it their number one day of the year? I mean, you've lived out there, and he was born out there, and now he's coaching the, the national well, team. Yeah, the big now the biggest day is Fourth of July. Oh, okay. Um, that's like, that's Thanksgiving. No, that's um, Independence that, Day. That isn't is, it? That, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, that is that is a big day. I mean, I've I've been over, I've been there on more than one occasion, and it's the most incredible day. Uh, it's not like what we do over here. Everything's kind of it. It, it really is. It's like our football team is a bit robotic. Yeah. Where over there, it's not. It's from the heart. You know, it's um, it really is a day to remember, and it's where they take. Uh, They'll think they're kind of. You could meet someone the night before, you know, and they'll they'll be uh, welcoming your house the next day. That kind yeah. of thing, you know. That if they got no no family or whatever, they that's their day, you know. It was unbelievable. They look after each other incredibly. That that is a, the the one day of the year out there, which which really should be every day. Yes, but but. Uh, it's a little bit like Guy Fawkes, really, not pulling that deal off on November the 5th, you know. Many, the... many would say, Al, the only person that ever walked in Parliament that had decent intentions. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I've been in there. <laughs> oh, have you? I had my book signing in there, yeah. Oh, did you? In, Parliament, in Westminster? I'm in the House of Commons. I, I had my the working man's ballet. was. Uh, yeah, I, I, through the great, great Tony Banks, who yes. is a great friend of mine, uh, minister of um, many things, really, a big Chelsea fan. I've, I've become very good friends with him. And uh, I said, uh, uh, you know, we, we were out for lunch one day and uh, I used to go to the Commons with him, have lunch, me and Peter Osgood and uh, a couple of other pals. It would be quite a, quite an experience, really. And he was the only he was the only MP I ever see pay for pay the bill. Yeah. All, all the rest used to sign it, and obviously he never paid for it. And Tony would pay cash. Mm. He was he was one of your own, and uh, he said, "Look, you're you're only having your the working man ballet uh, book launch in one place, and that's going to be the House Commons." It was quite a thrill, really, not for me, but for many of our guests actually got to walk through there and have a look around and uh, it was quite something really but we we made a great night of it and uh, it was all down to tony banks so apart from uh, guy Fawkes, you know um, and tony banks there's three of us had good intentions absolutely in fact i, I, I like to i think if i had been with guy Fawkes, i'd have pulled the job off <laughs> <laughs> I don't, mean, I, don't mean, I don't mean sparklers either. There wouldn't have been no sparklers. <laughs> have that, you bastards. Bang, 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 bang. Yeah, Lock, yeah. stop and smoking barrel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Al, it's and, always a joy. It's always a pleasure. Let's hope that England give us joy and pleasure on the 21st and we will reconvene and uh, give them part well, yeah. two. Absolutely, yeah. Let's hope they take a leaf out of the cricket team. Yeah, and take a leaf out of Alan Hudson's first starting eleven. Don't be frightened. Don't fear fear. Play the way the cricket team played. Go forward. Have a go. And and I think with that team that you've picked, it would have a go. And I think if you were the manager, I'd have every confidence in you bringing back the uh, the trophy. Well, I don't know if I'll bring it back. Well, I've made the country proud of uh, 
the way we played. And yep. uh, there's only one way to play the game, and uh, that's the way. What as you started to show off, as, as Pele said, it's a beautiful game, and the way we play at the moment, it's not so beautiful. And uh, it would be nice to have. A, I played under a couple of managers that would have that kept the beautiful game going. And uh, I've no, no need to tell you they were. Absolutely. Absolutely. Till next time, Alan, part two. We'll speak Cheers, soon, Paul. mate. Enjoy the football. Thanks, mate. Cheers, my cast. Enjoy the cricket. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the cricket at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Catch you later, Alan. Tell her, mate. Thanks Bye, for listening, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.